This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, and here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, everybody. And you, we were talking about that, I guess it's the 1970s TV series with Peter Falk, Columbo. Yeah. Where he turned around and said, I just, just one more question, something you got to clear up for me. Yes, yes. By the way, I love that show, and I do find myself in that mode sometimes where he says, Loose ends. So there's what I would like to ask you to speak about this. Okay. And you've got some loose ends for me from earlier Practical Prayer podcast episodes. You know what? I'm not exactly sure if it's a loose end or something. I just want to, I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The question is, or the statement first of all, is that we discuss the five components of a practical prayer. And I know there are the others, like two more, if you're not clear on it and you got some questions and you can Yeah, and I'll actually, I'll go through the five steps now. So if there's somebody who's starting with episode 60, whatever it is of the podcast, that they don't have to go back and cross-reference. So with practical prayer, the first step after we have identified that which it is that we are praying, for which we are praying. Yeah, so after we decide what the prayer is about, the first thing that we do is the recognition step. That's the R the first R, where we recognize the divine power and presence of the infinite, the creator that has created everything. And it's turn our, it turns our awareness to the big picture. But the second step is you, which is unification, where we recognize that that one creative power that has created everything, and we, everything with capital E is everything, and has done so by sharing itself with its creation as its creation. Everything is that divine presence taking individualized and particularized form. So that's the unification that divine power that we're talking about in the first step is right here. It is us as well. And then the third step is the realization where we're going to claim our good. And that's the same pretty much as an affirmation that we do in self-help where we claim our good. I am prosperous. I have a perfect, loving, wonderful relationship. I am in the process of returning to perfect health and balance and comfort. Whatever it is that we're claiming, that's in the third step. And we don't number them because if we do our realization step, we say our affirmation and we get an objection. A little voice says, yeah, but that's not really true. Yeah, but you don't actually have enough money. Yeah, but nobody wants to go out with you. Then we go through another couple of steps where we deal with that. And then once we're clear that we have stated our realization in a way that's believable to us, we have a gratitude step. That's the G. And from that place of gratitude, we then speak our word into the creative law. That same one that we recognized in step one has created everything. We now know that this is creating 
our new experience as well. And we release it into that law and let it go. And the prayer is done. R-U-R-2-G-R. And the two is for those extra two steps that you might have to take if you have some doubt or disbelief. So what you're talking about are those five steps, R-U-R-G-R. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I think we need to get a PowerPoint, right? So you can put it up when you're going through those steps a lot. I'm a longtime radio guy. I just do it by waving my hands in the studio where nobody can see. Yeah, no. Well, the rest of us are like holding on, you know, can we? Okay, so here's... There's the possibility of buying a copy of the book, Practical Prayer for Room Results, because it's all listed out there in great detail. Plug. Well, that... <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. All right. Hmm. That will work. Okay, so my question is, having said and understood all of that, why did Jesus not have to do step one and step two? Gotcha. And I will actually broaden out the question a little bit because the process for practical prayer, which is the five or seven steps that I just laid out, is called an argumentative prayer based on an argumentative treatment, what's called a spiritual mind treatment by Ernest Holmes. There's also a realization prayer or realization treatment where you don't have to do any of the other steps. It's just that I am prosperous and to be able to say that with absolute conviction and clarity. And in some ways, a realization prayer, that one-step prayer, is the same as what we do in self-help affirmation. And there are thousands of authors encouraging people to do these affirmations and speak these affirmations on a daily basis and you know, and you basically conjure your new experience into reality. And that works, as we've mentioned before, right up until it doesn't work. Because what we're doing with the formula for practical prayer is it's both an active creative element, and it's also a diagnostic element. If we get through the first three steps of the prayer and we get some doubt that's coming up in our mind, we're in a position now where we can now measure our belief system. It's going to diagnose, oh, I've just said something that I don't believe, and I'm not going to get the results of what I say. It is not done unto you as you say. I mean, some of us who are still carrying control freak cards would like that to be the case, (laughs) but it's not. It's not done as you say. It's not done as you want. It's done as you believe. And the diagnostic portion of the practical prayer is that we can understand when we're trying to claim something that we don't yet believe. And then we get to go through the process of clearing out our consciousness so we can believe something new. When you're just doing the realization step, you don't have that diagnostic capability. You're claiming something and you're simultaneously claiming it and letting it go. And hopefully you're able to do that in a spirit of gratitude. So you can just do it in a single step. And usually when when I've done it, most of the time it's for other people. Sometimes it's for me where I claim, you know, there's, a, I'll get a tickle in the back of my throat and I say, I'm, cause the idea comes up, uh oh, this might be a thing. I just say, I am healthy, whole and complete right here and right now and always, and I don't need to do any of the rest of it. And I then st- will be feeling better. Other times when I got some doubt, I'll go and do the whole prayer. But the idea is if we can say that in one statement and believe it and know that we believe it, then that's enough for the prayer. And that brings us back to the question about Jesus. Jesus was not our great exception. We talk about that sometimes. He's our great example. He said, all this I do, you can do, and more. He was also really high consciousness. He was really, really connected with his own spiritual nature. He was very much walking the talk. 
And the reason that he could do a one-step prayer, you know, take up your bed and walk, was because he was living in step one and step two all the time. There's no doubt in my mind that Jesus, in every moment in his ministry, was completely aware that the Father and I are one. He was walking that all the time. So he didn't need to stop and remind himself that there's this divine creative power. That's the Father. That's it. And it's in him, and he knew that. So he could dispense with the first two steps and just do a realization prayer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. In the Sermon on the Mount, he took a little break and told us how to pray. And he didn't tell us that we had to do all the stuff that he was doing and be completely spiritual and that fine-tuned and be aware that the Father and I are one and the power is within and all the rest of that stuff. We don't have to be living that all the time because he then, in the Sermon on the Mount, said, use this technique to remind yourself that that infinite creative power that creates everything has created you and each of us and everything and then use that power. And he did that by saying, after this manner, therefore pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's the recognition step. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the unification step. Give us this day, forgive us our whatever. That's the realization steps. It's where he's claiming his good. And then in gratitude for thy and as a kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen, by the way, is a release step. It means so it is in Aramaic. <laughs> <laughs> It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, so he didn't need to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he lived it because of the level of his consciousness. Yeah. 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 He didn't need to do the warm up because he was at peak performance all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would I like to be there? Yes. Of course. Am I? Sometimes I channel it a little bit. Other times I find myself getting angry with somebody who's doing something silly and it's like, mm, that's not godlike. <laughs> I can be a little bit more present and forgiving. Yeah, that can be a difficult one. We were speaking earlier and I said, sometimes you forget some things. And for instance, I said to spirit, show me some things. I specifically knew what I wanted to be shown. <laughs> <laughs> were you shown something different? Yeah. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Not so much opposed to what I had desired to see, but some of those things, which let's just call them hidden beliefs and little little things that need to be addressed or moved so that the realization of what I really want to see and believe is there could appear. If I use the language from across the street... <laughs> We got to come up with a new thing. You know, there's the little demons that were very quiet. I remember I wrote a, a thing about, you know, your friend, your pet demons that you you keep because you like them. Mm-hmm. And they're so comfortable, you know, and they're well-behaved little rascals. So, but they still do damage and hinder some things. And so when personally, when I asked to see one thing, I saw something else and I was totally stunned. to put it mildly. So I, you know, you said this to me just in conversation eons ago, like in the beginning, you know, why Jesus didn't have to speak the five steps and how he could do the prayer, the healings and whatever he did without laying out the five steps. I never forgot that. I never, you know, little things just go in my 
whatever to be addressed at some point, but they don't leave. And that was one of them. So I appreciate you. Thank you for, yeah. Well, I've got a story about the divinity of road rage and bad drivers, and we'll get to that right after a break. Well, that should be good. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And so go ahead. You want, you want me to continue the story about road rage? Yes. And bad drivers and how that's spiritual. Because I have recovered from road rage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an interesting process. One of my the, currently practitioner at New Thought Philadelphia had some issues with road rage when he got into his practitioner training because there were bad drivers constantly doing stupid things. Like they were in the wrong lane and they were blocking traffic and they were not letting other people make turns when they should. And he was just all wrapped around the axle about that. And just interestingly, what happened as he went through two years of the practitioner training is the bad drivers either got better or started driving someplace else (laughs) (laughs) or he got more peaceful. He wasn't really sure, but the road rage isn't part of it anymore. And it turns out there are still some drivers that do some things that catch his attention, but it doesn't enrage him like it used to. So there's some growth and some spiritual development that happens there when we let ourselves become a little bit detached from the specifics of the circumstance that are going on around us. The even more important thing is when we look at the nature of the universe Like, why in the world do we have to have bad drivers? Whose idea is that? What purpose does it serve for somebody to be driving like a complete jerk? And the answer is, it's an infinite universe where anything is possible. And in our experience of life, there's a range of things that are possible. So, for example, I think I mentioned before that we don't live on a plane of experience where unexpectedly and without any warning whatsoever, the ground opens up, swallows somebody and then closes like nothing had happened. So that doesn't happen in our world. People randomly bursting into flames does not happen in our world. So, and Carol's thinking, well, I can think of some folks that happened to be okay with me. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm trying to be spiritual over here. <laughs> And that's exactly the point. So the things that are possible, like somebody taking a car and driving badly and not paying attention and being obnoxious with it, 
that's in the realm of possibility. So when I live in that world and I'm going to be driving to, so I'm going to be sharing the road with the possibility of sharing the road with these people, there are two really important points. Number one is gratitude. I am so grateful that because being a really obnoxious bad driver is in the realm of possibility, I'm so grateful somebody else is willing to do that because I don't have to. I don't have to be that guy. I don't have to drive badly. I don't need to have people giving me the finger or shouting at me or getting in car accidents all the time because somebody else is doing it. So in that way, they're a blessing. <laughs> it's a blessing that somebody else is willing to take that off my hands. So I can just feel thankful. There but for the grace of God go I. Not paying any attention, texting while I'm driving and heading into a guardrail. I don't have to do it. I don't have to do it. The other thing that happens is when our vibration changes away from being somebody who's involved in, in that road rage game, you know, we're, we're, I'm defensive driving, so I'm watching out for people to do stupid stuff. I'm expecting them to do stupid stuff, and they always do it around me. And that infinite creative power that creates everything says, yes, and here they come, attracted to me like a magnet. So the other thing that happens once we up-level our vibration and understand that those people who are driving that way are going to exist, and it doesn't have to be me, it's a really quick step to understand that they don't have to have anything to do with me. They can go do what they're doing to other people, and they can have their own little law of attraction, you know, which works energetically and also with the fenders of their cars, and it doesn't have anything to do with us. And that's okay. It is amazing how when people go through this process and let go of their attachment to road rage, that the drivers around them get better. And that's the law of attraction working. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not that the drivers around them are getting better. It's just that the drivers who are better are around them. <laughs> the ones who aren't <laughs> either left for work five minutes earlier, or they're too, you know, they're two lights behind us and it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I can see that in every single life scenario, you know, of the day. What I've had to learn to do, and by the way, let me just preface this by saying I don't have it down pat just yet, <laughs> <laughs> but it's addressing it as it comes up. Like I don't have the road rage anymore, and that's my that's a story for another day. But all those types of things that challenge our vibration, you know, I call it a vibration location. You know, you want to be here and you hope you're here. You got up this morning, you kind of figured, well, okay, I'm here. But then there's always those things that challenge and they don't announce themselves. You know, they just come. And I think with spiritual practices and a consciousness or an alertness to the possibility that I'm going to get knocked down <laughs> from <laughs> from my high level of vibration, you know, bang, let me, like, that's the purpose, I think, of taking breaths, which I do before I pull out of the parking space. And because I don't know what possibilities there are, not that I remember to do this all the time in every situation, but it is helpful because, you know, I want to be at a certain place and I'm not there, you know, but the only way I'm going to get to the next place is to try to get a grip on things at this level. So it's up and down. Mm -hmm. You know, I think some self-forgiveness so that, you know, you messed it up today. Well, you just messed it up a minute ago. So it doesn't mean it's the, <laughs> the whole day is messed up. You could just like regroup. There's an opportunity to do it again and do it right or better. Yeah, absolutely. 
I ran a teen group for a bunch of years and got an opportunity to teach several teenagers how to drive. And having a minister teach you how to drive, first of all, I'm a pretty good driver and I'm also a pretty good teacher. But we'd get in the car and I'd make them fasten their seatbelt and do a practical prayer. And yeah, of course, there's the eye rolls about that. And it's like, it's even easier to do the prayer than it is to put on the seatbelt. And you know why you're putting on the seatbelt. And you're surrounded by airbags and a lot of technologies designed to keep you safe. So here's this one little tiny thing you can do that will remind you that you are getting safely and comfortably and joyously and promptly from point A to point B. And it doesn't require any of those jerks who are coming out of the side streets and works amazingly well. And a, a few of them told me that they did that and they have been, you know, have been driving very happily for years and years and years. And others, after getting into an accident, say, yeah, I stopped doing that. It's like, well, go figure. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to love them because they just, they're raw. Yeah. No, and I don't no. tell them they have to do this. I say, you can do this. And I explain to them why. And they're free to choose. And none of them have had an accident in my car, which I think is great. Hey, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to stay, not trying. Yeah, I'm using the word. Trying to stay at a level where you can get to the next step and the next step and the next step. The practical prayer helps in conjunction with spiritual practices, right? Mm -hmm. kind of, of which practical prayer is one of them, mm -hmm. you know, like a real biggie. So, and I was laughing when you, I said, look, I'm trying to be spiritual here. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking about that, but not really, you know, because there are some challenges that I have faced and I'll have to say, okay, so from what level are you, facing this? Or are you encountering this from, you know, level two? Where are you before you take another breath? Where are you in this? And that helps a lot. It really does. Even in terms of an affirmation, where am I on a scale that I have created? Because I had to make up something to help myself visualize all of this. Where are you on that scale that entitles you? That's my word. That's my concept that entitles you to move forward with this next thought or action. Mm. And that makes me occasionally stop. Like I might have had in my past life anger issues. <laughs> in the past. In the past. And, you know, that manifested themselves in road rage. And I think the story for another time, I can just wrap it up real quick because I did the same thing before I came to New Thought and understood what that was. I'm in the middle of a road rage behavior. And I thought, who are you? <laughs> who is this? Is that you? Is that the you you want to be? And whoa, you know, not a single incident since. And that's been like, tons and tons of years ago. But I bring that forward to here now because I know some things. I know things. And I'm grateful to know those things. That's why the gratitude step for me is just out of this world important. 
all of them are though, it depends on whichever one I'm thinking of at the time. But the gratitude one is so important because I'm so grateful to know that I don't have to respond or react mm-hmm. in a particular way. I can respond or react in the way I want to. And I don't want to, you know, be the crazy person who might pull out a tire iron and <laughs> go for your windshield. <laughs> Uh, too much information bless bless us for that yeah and one of the things that we can do is a prayer to be more aware of our spiritual nature because that gets us closer and closer and closer to the point where when something comes up if we're always doing step one and step two and step last and step next to last then it's going to be really much easier to get into that realization step and just claim something good for right now, because we have more of a tendency to recognize our own spiritual nature. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do a prayer for that. Oh, wait, you had something to say. Yeah, I was going to say, say that again, because you said you made a reference to step one and step two. You don't always have to be concerned about that. You could step right into the realization. But if those others are out of whack, can you step into the realization and have a serious expectation that it's going to work for the lack of a better term is going to work. I would say it completely depends on the circumstance and the consciousness and the way that we are experiencing it. And if we have a tendency towards that awareness of our spiritual nature, it's easier as we're diving into the foxhole to get into a prayer that's going to be effective rather than say something like, Oh God, please save my poor ass. (laughs) i'm here being serious and you throw that out that is serious when you're diving into a foxhole do you watch your language i'm not saying that on (laughs) i'm over here trying to be spiritual (laughs) all right i want everybody to think i'm being spiritual okay well we'll take the break and come back and do a prayer to be more spiritual okay good Get inspiration in an instant. God calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. Going to pray to be more spiritual? No, we can't pray to be more spiritual. 
it's impossible to pray it be more spiritual. And the reason for that is that you are 100% spirit right here, right now, and always. You cannot pray to be any more spiritual. However, keeping with that thought, we can forget. In fact, there are so many distractions in the world around us, it's pretty easy to forget that we are divine and perfect expressions of God's love. So the prayer, the prayer that we're going to do today is a prayer to be more deeply aware of our own spiritual nature, of that divinity within. So, and it sounds like we're splitting hairs, but there's a difference because we are 100% spiritual, but not always aware of it. So, as some of those other folks say, let us pray. (laughs) This is a prayer. (laughs) And for anybody who is not catching this, Carol pointed out some months ago that in other religions and other spiritual traditions, at the beginning of a prayer, there's a big wind-up. Like, let us pray. And oftentimes I don't say that. I just kind of get into the prayer and she's we're a step or two in before she realizes that I'm doing a prayer. So that was kind of tongue in cheek. <laughs> so once again, this is a prayer to be more deeply aware of our own true spiritual nature. Because there is one creative power, one infinite intelligence, one divine love, one source of everything that exists. Everyone, everywhere, everything is this one divine creative source sharing itself in a unique and particular way. Everything. And that everything includes me. It includes each one within the sound of my voice. Each of us. Individualizations of that one. We are God's divine presence taking particular form as and through and in us. That infinite power, that divine creative essence that's the source of everything everywhere, that intelligence, that love, that power, that wisdom is being shared through all of creation and it's being shared through me and through each of us right now. That divine power and presence is right here, right now and always. And so what I claim is that each of us is even more fully aware of our own true spiritual nature, more fully, clearly, and deeply aware of that divinity within, of that bright light that is shining everywhere, that is shining through us and as us, making it easier and easier and easier to pivot from a challenging situation or a circumstance in the world around us to the awareness of our true nature to allow ourselves to invite that divine power and presence to reveal itself more fully and more gracefully and more joyously through whatever it is that we're doing. To know that that good is showing up in every area of our experience, our health and our physicality, our physical well-being, our comfort in our bodies, is that divine presence showing up in a new way. And we are free to call on that at any moment, to bring a renewed sense of vitality and comfort and peace and alignment to whatever it is that we're involved in. It works in our prosperity. That infinite creative power is infinite abundance, sharing itself as its creation, and that abundance is available to each of us to experience enoughness and prosperity in this moment and in every moment. And the ability to pivot from the circumstance or the situation to that newness is at hand right now and always for each of us. It works in areas of love and relationship and connection with other people whether they're our beloved family members, neighbors, colleagues, co-workers, other folks in the community, or anyone on earth, that love is available at every moment in a richer, deeper, and more meaningful way. And our creativity, the way that we're sharing our gifts and skills and talents with the world, the way that we are bringing that uniqueness that we are 
into being. That divine power that has individualized itself as us is able to share itself as us to bring about something new and wonderful. The reason that we're here is that God had desire of an instrument here, and we are that instrument, and it is our opportunity and invitation and our gift to be able to play, to be able to sing, to be able to bring that joyous creativity into being. So that's what I'm claiming, is in all areas of our lives that we are, at this moment, and from this moment forward, even more fully aware of our spiritual nature doesn't change anything in the world around us. It changes that awareness within us to allow us to pivot from a challenge to a new circumstance, a new idea, a new thought, to open up a fresh channel through which that infinite good that's always available can flow into our experience. So that's what's going on. I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the good. I'm grateful for the awareness of this process. I'm grateful to know the divinity that is the truth, the heart, the core, the center of each one within the sound of my voice. And I'm grateful to be able to speak this word into that creative law that has created everything and know that it's now creating this new awareness of our own true spiritual nature, ever uplifting, ever expanding. And so with gratitude for this good, I speak this word, I let it go, and I know it's so. And so it is. Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at NewThoughtPhilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.